there's a goddess in the sky, and she's brought with her a phone booth that connects us to the dead. Welcome to the Dead Letters Bureau. There's a goddess in the sky, Charles. An honest-to-goodness goddess. Can you believe that? Of course the city has its very own goddess. Moving here was a dandy choice. We even talk about her. And I was told to come to this very location and use this very phone. Imagine my surprise when I discovered this treat. But otherwise, I don't know what to think about the goddess. So, more or less, I've been going about life. more or less. That's my answer to everything, isn't it? How droll. I can't stick to an opinion. I'm always unsure, so everything is always more or less. I'm more or less an artiste, more or less interested in this painting, those jewels. I think it makes me sound cool, dashing, cavalier. (sighs) I do not like her, the goddess. She's going to cause an aeroplane crash with all that space she's taking up, and she needs to scram. Oh, I I do wish you were around to see this. Hey, uh, hello? Okay, well, I I think you're there, so I'm just going to jump into the story. Um, I was at the T. Johnson concert, which is a major throwback, right? Anyway, it was so... It was so baller and metaphorical 17-year-old me was literally murdered by the nostalgia and went to that endless summer in the sky and it screwed up my timeline. But it was worth it. You know, it screwed up my timeline, but it didn't... It didn't really put me in one where I could warn you in time and... Well, what's the point of unintentional time travel if you can't... Just fix your mistakes. Um, Look... Getting back on track, uh, Sam was with me. Uh, do you remember Sam? Well, okay, so we were at the concert, and he was dragging us through the crowd to the front row, and at first I was really against it, but I'm so glad he did, and, and just being there in the front row and, and seeing him dancing, he, he looked like a, a cola commercial. And God, that sounds stupid, but you know, he was just this, this cool, tall drink. And I, I knew we were supposed to be there because the timeline brought us back to that exact moment. You know, sans a second timeline screw up. And I just, I don't know. Um, well, on our way home, I, uh, you know, did you ever feel this way? I looked over at him in the passenger seat and I just kind of thought, yeah, this, this can work. I, I guess I'm admitting, you know, I, I feel some things, and I know attraction is natural and stuff, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it any less unpleasant. You know, it's, it's never some cheesy thing like in films. It's obsessive, and you feel bad for thinking those thoughts. And he knows that I know he isn't attracted to boys, and so in my head, I need to drop it before my feelings can screw up this friendship that's got a shelf life of like at least five years barring death. And if he did die before me, you know, I'd probably call him up on this payphone like I do with you. You know, this 
weird, I want to say anachronistic? No, that's not right. You know, this, this payphone that's in this overgrown yard, I don't know. Would he call me? Okay, Please look, insert I need your more thoughts coins. on this and... Ugh, they're building a giant beehive on top of the water tower to, you know, replace the water tower. A beehive. The scandal of it all. I know bees are important, and I don't mean to be a wet blanket, but the giant ones that have been cropping up the past few years frighten me. And what about the children? The, those bees could carry one of them off. Oh, flower crowns will have to be banned. And you do know how I love those. But more bees does mean more honey, and a dash of honey does work wonders for all sorts of things. Softer skin, soothed throat, brilliant investment, sweeter lemon cakes. It's really nice in your tea, actually. I mean, some people prefer lemon or milk, but I'm a honey gal myself. But no, no, I hate to be a wet blanket, but bees. This is not the knees. Do you remember Polly Jefferson? There was a broken clock in his house that always read seven past nine. And I wondered if it was AM or PM when it got stuck. To me, it made a huge difference. And I remember he always smelled like bananas. He was a healthy eater, I guess, or it was always his afternoon snack, or maybe I'm remembering it wrong. It could have been cantaloupe. Oh, I hate the taste of cantaloupe. How damaged do you have to be to like that flavorless garbage? You said, you said to Polly once, and I remember this, you said to him that cantaloupe is, oh God, is good for your testicles. I was mortified. He shrugged it off and said, well, you know, he said, I guess I better eat more cantaloupe, you know, smooth, very smooth. Anyway, whenever I smell bananas or cantaloupe, it's comforting in that way a smell can be when it reminds you of somebody you fondly remember. But it's also sad because no matter how hard you tried, you'd, you'd never be one with them. What happened to Polly? Maybe his clock had something to do with it. I bet it almost guarantee it with the vibes it gave off. I need to see how the times are. Not the newspaper, but the actual space-time continuum to see if the continuum is continuing properly at his old place. Who knows, maybe I'll find him there and he'll be ageless. I don't think he's where you are, but I'll find that place too before I wither and die. <laughs> then there's the goddess that's in the sky. <laughs> no, no, you already knew that. You would have, you would have to. You were around when she showed up seven years ago after that fascinating stardust tornado that tore through Southtown. There are still parts in that section of town that are quarantined. The other scientists have no idea what they're doing. Putzes. Hmm. 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 A six-armed, terrifying beauty above the city, halfway connecting us to the dead. Fascinating. Now that I'm a bona fide scientist, I wonder if I'll be able to study her. her Look, I'm sorry, but I, I can't get the space-time continuum thing out of my head. I'm going to have to go... I have, I'm going to go find Polly's old place and investigate it. Bye. 
Can you even hear me on this thing? Brosidon? Look, I don't know what to do with your golf clubs. They're taking up space. The, the whole, whole time, time we've been together, you never even used them. I never understood people who said they'd be glad if they wouldn't have to eat in the afterlife. When I die, I'm going to miss eating the most. Specifically, bread, pizza, and Indian food, in that order. Hmm. Hmm. All things seem to contain a white light within them, and I, that I see as eternal. All things, including food. The second most missed thing will be... the people I leave behind, maybe. Who even knows if I'll be capable of missing things? Either way you look at it, it's comforting to assume I could miss anything during death and not be focused on solely one thing, like, say, revenge, or haunting a place, or misery. I hope to have a wide spectrum of emotions. Oh, Mars from down the street doesn't understand any of this. She doesn't understand anything, and I try to educate her, but she'll have none of it. Okay, I'm here. Other people are here. I can do this. I have things to say. I have my note cards. I can do this. Nope, I'm not ready. I can't do this. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, thinking about conversation starters, so tell me what you think about this one. Um, it's a list of things you don't think you look good in. So here's mine. Baseball tees. Hats. My own skin. It's... It's a good conversation starter, right? Ugh. You know, if every guy I've ever dated wasn't a different shade of fuckboy, I'd, I'd feel better about baseball tees. I mean, they're cool. I guess I'm cool. But they remind me of every douche canoe I've ever encountered. And they're tainted, and when I wear them, all I see is... You know, it's, it's not that great, okay? What I see isn't great. And when did Dorothy's friends decide baseball tees should be the new tank top? Why wasn't I consulted? And I can't get Sam out of my head. I look at him, and I think about when he was asleep in the passenger seat. It's... I stare at his butt and cry at how perfect it is. I cry... And it's always subjectively perfect. I mean, his butt does not fill out his pants well. It, it looks like he barely has one of those things, but I stare and cry anyway at the subjectively perfect butt. Gosh darn it. To me, to me... It is perfect, and I stare, and I cry on the inside like a champ. And it just, it's got this power over me. Like, like in the third grade, when freaking Missy Monson made that voodoo doll of me at recess so I'd play super alien assassination squad with her. Those kinds of mystical powers. Headline I read on a science blog um, Insects sting to improve their lives and increase their opportunities. Don't we all? Also, your plant is dead. Sorry, sorry. Uh, okay, so it's it's getting dark, and I, I have to get to Gruffy Mark. <laughs> um, this is how Dweeby, your little brother, is. They're, they're having a sale 
on their collectible drink coasters, and I really want to get the Rainbow Salty Sea Dog. It, it's 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 good. Okay, don't don't make fun of me. I'm gonna go get it, and I'm sure from wherever you are, you will see just how awesome it is. All right? Cool. Peace. I couldn't help myself. I went to that show, that cabaret thing you always liked and used to take me to. The one you also took her to. And now I'm... you know. Well, you don't know, Charles. You never knew. I'm all balled up. And normally I hate talking about these things because it gives them power. And I won't give these things power. No, sir. But the way you make me feel, it's like when we were kids and we'd try to swing over the top of the set and make a complete circle. I go from feeling alienated to being resentful, irritated, all the way back to copacetic. How do you do that? Why? Why did you never understand how what you did? And I'm no dumb Doris, sir. I start calling because I have things I ought to say. I gotta say, you damn son of a... Applesauce! I'm sorry. I'm fine. I'm hep. I'm not hep. To be quite frank, Charles, I wish I were indifferent toward you and her. I think I'm gonna go knock over a gin mill. You are on the edge of your seat. I can tell. I can tell these things. So I'll let you know. Did not get to Gruffy Mart. It was such a pain, okay? It there was a PETA protester. You know how they are. He He was really young too. How did they get he was probably fourteen? Uh, stupid backwards baseball cap and these really big, huge wings, and in one hand he was holding a flaming sword, a, a severed head in the other. It was so extra, so, so dramatic. Maybe the goddess isn't so bad. The longer I look at her, the calmer I feel. And then I come to realize that most people don't know how to deal. And that's life. That's fine. I adore that. Who I bumped off doesn't matter. What I take doesn't matter. It's all about dealing. But don't you get no ideas here and use your ghost powers to lure missionaries or nuns to me. I'm still no religious gal. All I need is a gin and tonic. Moses on a unicycle. How do you kill a plant? With my vast knowledge of things, you'd assume, oh, you'd assume I'd be able to keep your damn hydrangeas alive or, or grow madragora to, or create, to create a hom homunculus. No, 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 don't get me wrong. Botany is fascinating, but it's also equal parts aggravating. Let me be on the up and up. Dude, Bromelia Bedelia, your damn parrot won't shut up. 
Sometimes things need to be talked about and given power just so they can be defeated. I've got beef with you. I can't stand that you'll only be a footnote in my life. You were, are, a mostly copacetic footnote. Footnotes inform the rest of the story. Thing is, after the footnote, you gotta read on. The goddess seems to finally be scramming, and I hear that once she's gone, this phone booth will be too. Charles, you never knew nothing about how to treat a dame. But them's the apples. I'll pipe down. Goodbye now. Oh boy, this, this timeline is just as garish as the last one. You like that? Garish? It's one of those fancy $4 words I learned the other day. You know, I'm trying to seem more educated, trying to be a better human. Sort of like, I don't know, you, I guess? Look, before your head gets too big, you're not my end-all, be-all, idol, perfect human dumb or anything. I want to be me, I don't want to be someone else, okay, man? But I do want to include some of my favorite parts of you in the creation of myself. So, weird question, Brolock Holmes. Was it the um, Triceratops from down the street that impaled you? It's been giving you some weird looks lately. In my process of trying to pull Polly out of you-know-where, I seem to have leashed one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I was in Milton's Cabin Park again, and lo and behold, it's that stupid pedicure. It's a skeleton riding a horse with a bedazzled skull, opals for eyes, a crown that looks like a halo, some very regal robes. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. They're, they're a a great conversationalist, too. We had some chai lattes at Gruffy Mart. I explained what I had been trying to do. It laughed, answered some questions that I had about what it was like to live for so long. They also gave me some tips about growing an artificial human from a mandragora. Turns out I was using soy to feed it when it needed whole milk. Since I unleashed the horseman, the goddess seems to be growing fainter. My bad. I was never the most thoughtful person, or daughter for that matter. But what I lack in thoughtfulness, I make up for in entertainment. I couldn't resist. I, I had to go up to him and, and tell him, Goddamn, dude. Get a life. You're 14. Play some video games. You're always on my mind. Dancing around a hushed fog. I don't want to talk about you to anyone, which is why I make a call on a payphone in this yard that people are lining up to use to talk to the ones swallowed by happenstance. But I don't want to talk to you. It hurts. But I need to. Can you imagine the pins and needles in my chest? 
like my will has fallen asleep without you, do you have those pins and needles? Are you happy, at peace, so much so that your absence from me doesn't even matter? Is my pain one-sided? Well, I won't know until I die. There either will be an answer, or there will be nothing. I'm on my way to a house show with Sam, so I'll, I'll try and keep this quick. Um, I, I realized just the other day that I'm really, I'm not in love with him. I do love him, but as a friend, he, he adds this little, little extra something something to my life, you know? He's, he's my pal, he's my buddy, and I just, there's no way to properly express over this phone what that means to me, what he means to me in that way. You, you'd have to see my hand gestures, yo. It, oh gosh, no, we're we're gonna forget that I said yo and uh and move on. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the last time I will get to use this phone. The, the forecast tomorrow says that the goddess is probably gonna amscray until... I don't know, when does she usually show up? After... after an earthquake? Uh, another great fire? Several years of peace and prosperity, maybe? I don't... I don't know. But what I do know is that I will get to talk to you again someday. I promise you that. So, you know, until then, stay chill or whatever. The voice of person number one is Rebecca Hansen. The voice of person number two and the narrator is Mika McIntosh. The voice of person number three is Mary Fonz. The voice of person number four is Mitch Hansen. The voice of person number five is Jill Riddell. Music provided by Dave Supley. You can hear more of his music at soundcloud.com backslash Dave dash that's Supli spelled S-U-P-P-L-E-E. -E.